Day Ritual, written by Kendra Collins, narrated by Sir Fox. The castle whistles pulling me out of my own most meditative reading. I rise out of my oversized chair left to me by my father and walk to my kitchen to make my grandma's recipe for nerve-soothing tea. Between you and me, it's just green tea with a splash of honey Jack Daniels. In any case. No matter what the material's magic happens in your heart, I believe that my grandma's unique recipe is in fact nerve-soothing. I settle back in my oversized chair and begin to think about how I have been feeling off for weeks now. I thought that maybe taking a few days away from the office will help me to get back in the right headspace, but no, that didn't work either. My best friend Lin, who knows where all the bodies are buried, meant well in describing all the various life situation that could be affecting my mood and overall vibe. But none of that is new and out of the ordinary. Those things haven't just fallen into my lap, and they may still sit there for a while. I need a charge, and it's been a while since I've practiced. I think that's my issue. I haven't practiced in months. My altar looks at me with judgment each time I walk past it. I haven't even lit a white candle, dusted a picture of my ancestor, or even placed flour or rainwater on it. The silent judgment of my ancestor sits with me daily. My phone chimes with the reminder that the full moon reaches its apex tonight. I can't believe I need a reminder now. I remember when I just knew when it was time for a change in the moon phase. I've been so detached that I can't even read people's intentions anymore. Maybe it's time for me to release some, or maybe just a person. Jake takes up residence in my memories and thought when I think I'm not actually thinking, like a kidnapper who stakes out your house to see when you are unaware, just too comfortably, and slips in and snatch your loved ones. Jake sneaks into my deepest memories and snatches me from the safety of the here and now, and into the memories of him, always presenting me with the early memories that made my heart race, make me feel giddy, beautiful, and like a teenager. He is very careful to avoid those memories that remind me of just how selfish and cold he can be. I've been finding myself trapped in these memories more often in the past few months. The issue in the dissolution of the relationship was my focus on work and painting, or at least that is his version of events. In any case, I'm surprised my grandmother hasn't reached across the astral plane to slap some senses into me. I've gone months allowing the most minor of my life's unpleasantries to take over, and I've stand in the same place trying to figure out what I should do next. Lin presses me that I am missing so many opportunities because I am grieving a death of a relationship that should have had the plug pulled ages ago. She's adamant that if I just pull myself out of my own head, I will look up one day and see opportunities too. But I swear I've no idea who she's even talking about. That's Lin though. She sees opportunities everywhere, while I'm so hyper focused on what I am in. That I'm still finding it hard to let go. I guess this is why my mind went to ritual for tonight. A simple act that anyone can do is as simple as having a white candle, Florida water, 
slip of paper, match and a flame safe container, preferably glass or iron. My grandmother made sure I had a cast iron bowl to practice. I rise slowly from my chair and begin to gather my items. Before I can carry out my ritual, I know I need to give my ancestor respect and apologize for my neglect. I prepare my offering to them and place the offering on the altar with the lit incense. I take a moment to speak to them. Dearest ones, I have been so selfish these past few months. I give you my sincerest apologies for ignoring your presence and not acknowledging you as I should. The amazing thing is that though I have forgotten you for a period, I have noticed that you have not forgotten me. For this, I find a well of gratitude that I will continuously pour out to you. I am your daughter and I know nothing but your love and guidance. Be with me tonight as I work to let go of people and thought processes that have held me back for far too long. As I release fear and hold on to the unending gratitude and loves you that have always given me. I am completely committed to service and love. May it be as the universe wills. I wait for a moment and just allow the moment to resonate. And I sit with my feeling of knowing that I am not alone. I am noticing that I am loved and cared for even when it seems as though I was alone. I sit at the foot of my altar and scribble on my slip of paper the words and I will speak aloud to let go of my fear of opportunity and of Jake. I fold the paper three times and walk outside to the soft glow of the full moon. I set my iron bow on a small table I have off the side of my home, a safe distance away from my porch but also still securely in my yard and slightly out of the way of prying eyes from the sidewalk and streets. I sit my iron bow on the table. I place my effigy of what I need to release in the iron bow and douse it slightly with Florida water. I look to the moon and gently smile, feeling the weight lift from me even as I light the match to set the paper alight. I murmur the incantation to myself three times and whisper, May it be as the universe wills. As I level my gaze from the moon that looks almost magical, I notice that I have a visitor. It's a white dog. It looks a little like a wolf. My heart skips a bit with the feeling of fight or flight, but then I hear a gentle whistling and someone calling for someone named Winston. The dog looks in the direction of the street and then looks at me with a sad, strange look in his eyes. I assume at this point that my unwelcome visitor name is Winston. I hear Winston's owner moves around the trees that usually blocks the view of me from the sidewalk. Oh, I'm so sorry, Winston isn't usually so intrusive. I'm not sure what has gotten into him tonight. I slowly stand realizing how what I'm doing looks and I just wanted to get into my house as quickly as possible. But I feel a nudge. Hmm, I guess this must be grandma or maybe my great aunt. I'm not quite sure they're both endless busybodies. It's quite alright, Winston. I questioned to make sure I was correct in hearing his name, as Winston's owner nods in the affirmative. Winston was no trouble. I was just out enjoying the moonlight and... 
a trail of uncertainty of how to even continue. Winston's owner smiles. It looks like we have interrupted a possible letting go ceremony. I look a little confused but pleasantly surprised. Hmm, yeah. I was just finishing up when Winston joined me. I don't make a habit of knowing a pet's name before their owner, but it seems that the situation has left me lacking in knowing yours. Winston's owner smiles and looks at me with his head slightly cocked in the side. Well, Sabrina, I'm the one who lacks matter as I know your name. I'm Brandon. I learned your name in some of the same way you learn Winston's. While walking my dog one day, a young woman was leaving your home and yelled your name out as she was giving you her goodbyes. I thought to myself what a fortunate opportunity to learn your name and maybe soon I will be allowed an opportunity to make your acquaintance. I looked down at the fire in the bowl just as it snuffed itself out. I smiled slowly and whispered, open my eyes to opportunities that I have missed. May it be as the universe wills. The end.